Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University. Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we talk about faith and life issues that young adults are facing. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. Today, I'm joined by two wonderful ladies, um, and I'm really excited to have them on, both people that I respect highly and and am grateful for their voices um, and, and for what they're doing in life. Um, and so I'm going to allow them to the opportunity to introduce themselves. So Kim, let's start with you. I am Kim Cove. I am a marriage and family therapist. I've been married for 31 years, so I'm an old lady, not a young adult. <laughs> uh, I have two children who are young adults, however, so thank you for having me here. Of course. Thank you for being here. And Maria, what about you? I am Maria. I was born in Ukraine, and I've lived in Charlotte for 20 years, and I'm on the leadership team at Pursuit Worship here in Charlotte. Awesome. So um, today's going to be a heavy topic. Um for a lot of people. So we can just, let's just be honest about that real quick. So quick disclaimer, as we jump into this, I don't know what stories are going to come up. I know there are stories in my own life that I can share. Um, so this may get heavy and you may hear some topics that you may not have, like some things mentioned that, um, whether you have a past trauma in regards to forgiveness or something like that, we just want to give you the chance to prepare yourself for, I don't know where this conversation is going. Um, and uh, we want to give you the opportunity to look, if you're on your way to like an important meeting or like a public event or something where you're supposed to be having fun and um, you know, maybe listen to this on the way home instead of on the way there. Uh, I don't know. But ultimately though, as we talk about this, I think the goal in all three of our hearts is to, to have this be a positive, uplifting conversation that can encourage people. So we're definitely not going to tell you, well, I'm not going to tell anyone, you know, shame on you. Um, but this is going to be an opportunity for us to just talk together about something that a lot of people struggle with, and that's forgiveness. Um, there are a million different types of forgiveness, and I think the reason we struggle with it is, you know, it is raw. It is it is dealing with real pain and, and heartache that people have. And um, I can think of countless stories in my life where I've either had to forgive or needed forgiveness from someone. And so I think that the three main types that I'm, I'm hoping we get through, but if we can only get through one or two, no big deal. But there are three categories here in forgiveness that, I, that I'm hoping we can cover. The first being, um, how do I forgive someone who has apologized? The second being, how do I forgive someone who won't or ha- um, who hasn't apologized? And then how do I forgive someone who I can't because they're either no longer reachable for whatever reason? So um, I, let's jump into the first one with how do I forgive someone who has apologized? Um, can I back you up first? Yeah. What do you mean by forgive? Ah, see, okay, so this is perfect. This is great. Um, the therapist has entered the room in the conversation. Well, let's, I mean, let me let me throw that question back then. What um, what do we mean by forgive? Let's define the term. Well, um, what, what do you mean by it? When so you what, say forgive, I and then we'll forgive, ask Maria. When I, say, <laughs> I just took over. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so when I think of forgiveness, what I think of is the... I actually don't include I include reconciliation as a is as a um how can I say this a um like a not a condition of forgiveness but it can be an optional part of forgiveness. So uh it's not a prerequisite. That's what I want. It's not a prerequisite of forgiveness. Um okay. so forgiveness to me is no longer letting a um, a grievance, a you know fracture in a relationship, whatever, a grievance um, control 
your life or the narrative of the relationship, um, whatever the relationship with someone else is. That's where, so it's literally, it's not necessarily putting it behind you, but it is moving, uh, moving in a direction where that no longer is the defining, that hurt, that issue is no longer the defining part of, of your relationship with someone okay. um, or your life okay. apart from that someone. Yeah, That's I where I agree sit. with you 100% on that. No. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can I? Yeah, she's going to correct I, us now. Can I, no, I'm not going to correct <laughs> you. But because, see, here the thing is, language is so important. Yeah. And when we use one term to define many things, we get confused. Yeah. So I actually recently did a very small study on forgiveness in the Bible. And I came up with three terms. Okay. One would be letting go, where there is actually, you could take it as an offense, but you're choosing not to, and you're just letting it go. Mm. One would be pardoning. And pardoning would be, um, which goes to one of your things. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> one of yeah. your topics. We pardoning, have an episode outline. Pardoning would be, nobody has asked for the apology. Nobody has asked for that. Mm-hmm. And you still need to go through the process so that you can let go of bitterness and resentment and it doesn't eat you up. And then the forgiveness, what I like to define as forgiveness, is the reconciliation and the repair of the relationship. Mm. So I prefer to use three different terms, especially in my practice, so that people can understand, okay, one, yes, we're going we're gonna to seek reconciliation. Another one is, no, you really, this is just really for you so that you aren't just eaten up inside. And then the other is like, whatever, you know, somebody cut me off in traffic and okay, they'll get there first and whatever. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think the other, the, the pardoning one is big because it also mentions or or presupposes there's a debt there too. There Mm -hmm. is, um, you are, if someone has hurt you or done something to you, or maybe owes something to you as a result, Mm -hmm. um, you are, you are releasing the debt or letting go of the debt and not, no longer holding them, um, accountable to it. Yeah. Um, I think the the parable of the unforgiving servant literally talks about forgiveness within the framework of someone who owes someone else a debt because right. of a wrong or something. Right. So um, this is you know that's a big thing. So th- I think we've got. And by the way, when I when I joke that you're going to correct me, like I'm happy to be corrected <laughs> by you um, because if I'm wrong here, I need to know as well. I'm I'm learning to navigate this stuff just like anyone else, and so that was not. I, I never mean that pejoratively. I promise. Yeah, um, and so I'm going to correct you again. It's yes. not about being right or wrong. It's about figuring out a different way that's more effective. All right. Well, you're my best friend, so um, <laughs> I love this. Um, so how do we? So how do we begin the process of forgiving someone if if they are someone who said, "Hey, I did something wrong. I know I did something wrong, and I'm sorry." Well, that just makes it a lot easier for me. I mean, like. Like, it's just so much easier to let go of, like, resentment and, like, angry feelings when they say sorry to you, yeah. you know, and you, you don't have to go looking for it. For me personally, that already just makes it so much easier mm. for me to, like, like you again. Yeah. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. But what if they're say, What if... I'm trying to... I'm being therapist again. Right, there's here a, I go. There's, here a, there's I go. A if, there's a what if here that I've done to people, <laughs> well, too. Well, so. it's... If there's if it's an I'm sorry it's an apology and there's the desire to repair the relationship and make the hurt better that's one thing mm-hmm. but what if it's like I'm sorry because I just really want you to get me off the hook like I don't want to be on the hook yeah and I'm mm-hmm. so what do we do with that yeah I this has been um, we're along the same lines here um, because for me I know in my own past 
Um, there have been times where I've said sorry to someone and it's just because I want to be over it. Yeah. I want us to get through it or um, it's been a it, and it's also been um, and like this is full transparency. I'm not perfect, but it also has been there are people that use I'm sorry as a manipulation tool Yes. Um, to where if now you're the problem. If you don't forgive me, exactly. Um, and and I had and and I've done that to relation. I've done that in relationships. Mm-hmm. I've done that in friendships and with family mm-hmm. too. And where it's like, well, I've already said I'm sorry, so now this is your fault. Like this is on you, right? Um, and so well, there's no there's no desire to yeah. repair. Yeah. The the brokenness. It's just like let's 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 put this behind us. Mm-hmm. And act like it never happened. And act like it never happened. Yeah. Sweep it so under the rug. I think, well, and I think what you're saying is someone did approach you and apologize. And my question presupposed it, right? They've apologized because they do want to repair right. the relationship. Mm-hmm. So right. fully agree with your answer. I think it makes it a million times easier. Like that's the dream is that someone would yeah. genuinely apologize and seek to make things right. Yeah. But there's definitely been times where someone said, look, I'm really sorry, but mm. you mm. did this mm. and this and that's what made me do this and this. And I'm like, mm. really? Yeah. I'm so like, because really then it's apology? like, yeah, is it, is, I'm like, is that really an apology mm-hmm. though? Like, yeah. I don't know. And then it just like, it just becomes this like awkward situation. And, you know, it's like, oh, like, what do I do from here? Yeah. Well, and yeah. it seems like that, that too is a, is a, it is a, I'm only going to say I'm sorry if this other person admits that they were wrong too. And like, I kind of, I kind of wish that we would see any improper behavior that we do almost within a vacuum. Because the because the he started it or she started an argument ended in first grade. Like, can we just? <laughs> yes. um, but and that's basically what I'm sorry. But you, that's I'm sorry. Right. You started it though. Right. I only did this because you. It's gaslighting right. to some extent. Right. Um, it's your fault that I did the thing that I did that was wrong. And I'm sorry I did it. Sure. I don't mean I didn't. I don't want to do it again. But that means that you. You know, you're the trigger here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what that's saying. And so, it is in that case then. When it comes to that, then I tend to lump this category into how do I forgive someone who won't apologize? Because that's really, they're not apologizing. Right. Um, and so how do we navigate this? Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that are listening going like, yep, in that right now. Um, so how do we start to move forward there? Um, honestly, I've grown a lot. For, I used to hold these really long long grudges against people whenever they would hurt me or wrong me um you know and thank god like you know jesus helped me so much to be able to just let go of things and not hold on to things as much Mm but um there was a situation where i even told the person you know who had hurt me and said things about my family and i and i was like you know this really hurt and i was honestly like you know expecting an apology from you and i never received it and that just Mm -hmm. really hurts me and they Mm -hmm. like nodded like they were understanding but they still never said sorry, wow. even like mm. years later, you know. Um, wow. And I just think, you know, in the Bible, like Jesus says, you know, turn the other cheek, and which, you know, I think we're supposed to do. But I also think you shouldn't be a pushover. You know, you need okay. to stand up for yourself in certain ways. So if that means you need to distance yourself from the person, like don't treat, don't like look down on them or um, treat them worse, but maybe like at least for me, like I've had to distance myself from some people. Like I'm still cordial with them. I still treat them with love and with respect, but I'm not going to put myself in that vulnerable position anymore because I know they're going to keep hurting me or, you know, mm-hmm. they right. won't apologize. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah I, um, I think, and, and I, I touched on this earlier, but I do think we falsely equate reconciliation with forgiveness. And yeah. 
um, while when a hurt has happened or there's been a fracture in a relationship, from that point on, the relationship is different. Mm -hmm. um, and sure, it could be something small and you just put it behind you. But if it's been a big, it's been, if it's been a deep wound, there's no forgiving and forgetting and acting like that never happened. Mm -hmm. It happened. Mm -hmm. And the only way to move forward in a healthy relationship beyond that, if you do want to restore the relationship, is to accept and understand that in, so that you can put up boundaries in place to prevent mm -hmm. it from happening again, too. Um, but as even in addition to that, forgiveness does not always mean you have to go back to the person who continually hurts you mm -hmm. um, and be in the same position and give them the same trust or level of trust um, to hurt you again. Um, and I think there there is space to say, yes, I forgive you. And things have changed. Right. Um, and we need to live in that truth. We need to accept that truth. And I love this idea of advocating for yourself and speaking up to say, this you teach people how to treat you and so if you're willing to advocate for yourself and say this is unacceptable to me um and this is why like you know you hurt me this was i don't know that you realize how much this hurt and the fact that you didn't apologize for it or maybe you haven't realized this is the other thing i think some people don't apologize because they don't know they need to mm -hmm. yeah they may not even realize they've done the wrong right. and so being able i know in an ideal world everyone would be able to read each other's minds and just know <laughs> And be able to apologize, you know, and just know they should, but not up. So being able to speak up for yourself and say, hey, this was not okay, can help someone realize that's for me the big. I tell people, if I do something wrong, please let me know. I can't fix it if I don't know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I don't. I don't know the dumb things that I've done. Um, so I'm grateful for the voices in my life that do point them out so that I can apologize and make things right. But I do think that that is, that is a big part of this. It's okay for the relationship to change as it needs to, as a result of a, of a fracture and of a wound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I was listening to a podcast yesterday cause I like listening to podcasts, <laughs> um, where Brene Brown was being interviewed. And she mentioned something about forgiveness that she was going to put it in her first book. It doesn't really matter. But one of the things that I've been thinking about for the last couple of days is forgiveness requires grieving. Hmm. In order to get to forgiveness, we have to grieve whatever it is that we've lost. Hmm. It could be a loss of trust. It could be a loss of... Uh, a, someone like a loss of a piece of yourself um, through abuse. It could be a loss of anything. And we as Christians are very quick to say, oh, you got to forgive, you got to forgive, you got to forgive. You and we don't, it's harder for us, let me say it that way. It's harder for us to allow the person, even ourselves, because we think we're supposed to forgive because God asks us to. Mm -hmm. It's harder to allow ourselves the grieving process, allow us uh, to be sad about it, and to renegotiate our lives to get to the place where now I can let it go. Mm. You cannot let anything go until you've grieved it. Yeah, you know, um, it makes you think so many times that I've prayed and I'm like, okay, I know I need to forgive this person because like, I have to do it, like you just said. Um, so I would find myself praying and I would say, you know, Lord, like, I let this go. This is in your hands. I forgive this person, you know, and I, mm -hmm. you know, I say it mm -hmm. in my prayer. Mm -hmm. um, but then like six months later, a year mm -hmm. later, I'm still having negative feelings mm -hmm. and I'm like letting these feelings control me. And then I think, like, did I really forgive them? Mm -hmm. You know, because mm -hmm. like I said it, like, you know, I said that I forgive them. I mm -hmm. talked to that person, but, you know, like, 
um, now, you know, I've learned that it's okay to have some space, have some distance, give yourself that time. But back then, I'm like, oh, it's the right thing to do. I, I need to forgive them right away. And that's what you do. But then you find yourself like a year later, just like being so negative and still yeah. upset about a situation that happened yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. You know? But is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, if I think of some of the grievous wrongs that have been done to me, if I think of them, it ticks me off. Like, how dare you? That doesn't mean I haven't let go of vengeance. Mm-hmm. I have lot mm-hmm. let go of vengeance. There's two particular instances where I was hurt. One, I have have nothing to do with that person ever again. Mm-hmm. And if I think of the instance, I get mad. I have the negative feelings. Yeah, I I just think it's important to not let it like control you. Like it's yes. not something you think about mm-hmm. every That's day. That's the key. Yeah, that is the key. Is that it does not run your life. Yeah, because of course it still hurts. Right. You know exactly. It's, it'll still hurt when you think about it, or if something reminds exactly. you of that situation, you'll think about the broken trust. Um, but you know, obviously there is a difference than like it being your chain. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. holding that's you back real every day. Said, the chain. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's <laughs> good. That's why we have. I like that's that one. That was good. Um, no, I. So there's 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 a there's a theme here too, and um, in my own life, when I you know I grew up with several dogs in my house, and you know each of my siblings we all had our own dog. Um, we all the, the, my parents. That was a mistake. Um, <laughs> Um, but I did have my dog. I loved her to death, and her name was Shadow. She was a miniature schnauzer, mm-hmm. and um, but she did have she got cancer, and mm-hmm. she had gotten treated for it, and then it came back. And I remember one night petting, she turned over for a belly rub, and you could literally see the tumors like running up oh. and down her her belly. Um, and so we knew we'd had to put her down. And I told my dad it was a Sunday night that we saw this, so I told my dad, "Hey, um, um, I want to be there. Like, can you?" Can we take her after school instead of, you know? And he said, yeah, no problem. I came home from school the next day and it was already done. My dad had taken her on the way to work. And um, I never talked to him about it. Like I was angry with him. I never really asked him why he did it that way. Um, I could guess that he didn't know if I could handle it and may have wanted to just, you know, pull the Band-Aid, you know, rip the Band-Aid off. I don't know. Um, But he died about a year, a couple years later never having talked about it and up until about two years ago so six years after he died was when i could finally forgive him for that i was angry um for him kind of taking that from me and it was one of those things where i would read things like matthew 18 or um not matthew 18 i'm sorry matthew 25 or i forget where exactly it is but this idea that you know if you don't forgive others god won't god won't forgive you and it is the parable of the unforgiving servant. I just cannot remember the specific text reference right now. But, um, and there was this pressure on me to forgive, and I just couldn't. I wasn't in a place to. And the theme that I hear from what you guys have been sharing is this idea of take the time you need yes. to get there. Yes. Um, and, and my thought on this whole thing is when it comes to forgiveness, especially if I need time to forgive, I can't, I just, I'm just not there yet, is this idea of um, I think God honors the trajectory as well. Yes. And when it comes to forgiveness for me, I prioritize every decision that I need to make within the relationship or whatever needs to be a decision that moves me in the direction of forgiveness. It means that I'm not, so if I have the opportunity to lash out and take vengeance, I say, no, I want to move in the direction of forgiveness. Um, And so it's one of those things for me that you do take the time you need, because let's say Jesus comes, you know, in between the grievance and the apology, 
you didn't have the chance to right. forgive them. Um, let's like, I know that that's a tiny thing, but like, let's just be literal with that. Um, I think God honors the trajectory and the route that you're headed and the intent of your heart. And if you want to move toward forgiveness, as long as you're trying to get there, yeah. um, just keep trying right. <laughs> and keep mm -hmm. moving in that direction. So that, I mean, that, that's what I think I would add there. Um, I think it's okay to not be able to forgive immediately. Yes. And I think it's wrong. I think it's to unrealistic it. to think. Yeah, exactly. It is unrealistic to think that you're just going to move to forgiveness right away. Mm -hmm. People would, man. If I told, if I, if you, if I walked around within a year of my dad dying, saying, "Yeah, I'm good. It doesn't. I'm good. Doesn't bother me. I'm over it." You would be very concerned about me. Yeah. Likewise, if if and I see this with with married couples that are now divorced because of adultery or something. Right. If if someone says, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm totally fine." No, you're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you're not. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more worried about the person who says they're fine than mm -hmm. the person who says mm -hmm. they're not. Mm -hmm. And um, don't get me wrong, I'm concerned for both, but I'm more immediately concerned in that exact moment for the person who's who it seems like is probably lying. Right. And um, so that's that's my piece on forgiveness, I think, and right. gathers yeah, a story there. But um, I do think it's okay to take the time that you need to grieve and to heal and, and to grow from it as well. So um, thank you guys for coming on. This has been great. Um, awesome. Any words of encouragement to someone who's in this boat? Any final thoughts that you want to, that you want to share with, with anyone? Uh, just to piggyback off of what you said, take the time you need. Uh, don't force yourself to do something that you think you have to do. Like Maria was saying earlier, I have to forgive. I have to forgive. Yeah. Um, but in order to do that well, you need to give yourself the time mm. so you can do it well. Yeah, and I would definitely, if you're struggling to forgive, definitely pray about it. Ask Jesus to help you. Um, he has helped me personally so much overcome my grudge holding. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just have faith and just trust him. Don't think that, you know, like you can do it yourself because you yeah. need him. And he's there and he's like so willing to help you mm -hmm. forgive that person mm -hmm. or to grow from that situation. Yeah, and I, I think um, the big thing that's helped me, especially with people who continually hurt, um, has been remembering that that um, this isn't to shame me or shame anyone who, who doesn't think this way, but um, this idea that God has forgiven me of something. And I, mm -hmm. when I remember that this has been done for me, I'm more willing to do it for exactly. someone else. And so keeping that, you know, remembering that God has paid a debt for you and forgiven you of the things that you've done that you haven't deserved, um, that that can add perspective that you need to, you know, remove yourself a little bit and, mm -hmm. and to say, I want to do the same for someone else. And it's hard to do that if you don't understand the forgiveness that you've received from God, too. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times I see people who are unwilling to forgive, and then I realize that they don't even have a, a good sense of the fact that they've been forgiven. Mm -hmm. And so accepting that first is it can be a step two of of remembering that. And I that's not always enough. I know that. Um, and that's not meant to shame anyone there. I'm just saying that, hey, if that is something that can help add perspective, um, then why not? <laughs> right. So thank you both for being here. I appreciate everything that you've said. This has been a wonderful conversation. And to our listeners, I hope this has been something, we hope that this has been something that's been healing for you, uh, maybe freeing for you as well, something that you can resonate with. And honestly, if this is something that you can resonate with, I'm also sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, as we talk about some negative things, sometimes it can be hard. Um, so I'm sorry you're in the boat that you're in. And I pray that this is something that you can move through. Um, and we're grateful for a God that walks through these situations alongside of us. So, um, if you want to check out more content from Echo or 
um, anything that the Carolina Conference is putting out for young adults, go on and head over to theprojectrefresh.org. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment. This episode of the Echo Podcast is sponsored by Southern Adventist University.